Hello, this is Dr. Nancy O'Reilly, and you're listening to Conversations with Smart, Amazing Women. Each and every week we bring to you someone who's going to make your life so much better, some way in, your, in the area of like your relationships, your business, your health and fitness, and your self-esteem. You know, it seems unbelievable. I've been interviewing leading women since 2007, and if you've been listening, you probably heard about our new book, Leading Women, 20 Influential Women's Share Their Secrets to Leadership, Business, and Life. And it just hit the top 100 best Amazon bestsellers list last week. If you haven't bought yours yet, or if you know a woman who wants to become a leader, check out your local bookstore or order at Barnes & Noble or Amazon. Now this week, I'm pleased to introduce you to another leading woman, not in the book, but leading in whatever she's doing, which is amazing. We're going to talk about that. Her name is Christine Orailo. And Christine is a transformational teacher, internationally recognized speaker, and best-selling author of two books, Madly in Love with Me and Choosing Me Before We. Like many women I know, Christine was addicted to doing more. She had an MBA from, from Kellogg, climbed the corporate ladder for 15 years, and then she chose to do something really important. She chose to devote her life to creating a new reality for women, girls, and now she calls herself the queen of self-love. And her new book is Reform Your Inner, Inner Mean Girl, Seven Steps to Stop Bullying Yourself and Start Loving Yourself. So I'm very, very pleased to welcome Christine to Conversations with Smart Amazing Women. Well, good morning and thank you. I'm glad you started your day off with yoga. What a wonderful way to center and balance yourself. Welcome. Glad you're here. Oh, thank you so much. Glad to be here with everyone for this great conversation today. All right. You know, the, what I like to do is start out a conversation with uh, how people became who they are. You know, you have a story about how you got to be uh, an author, a uh, transformational coach, um, doing all the work that you're doing. So if you don't mind, tell women about that because one of the things I do know after working with women for 25 years, we compare a lot with each other. We do a lot of comparisons. But I think especially someone attractive, uh, intelligent, uh, you know, that successful women think that this somehow it was easy for them, and we both know that's not the case at all. So <laughs> we all do the hard work to get where we are. So tell us your story and why you're writing this book and, and talking about intermeaning girls. Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Christine Arilo, and it's true. We all do compare ourselves. <laughs> it's, it's true. We all have these crazy voices inside of us that none of us really want to actually admit to ourselves or admit to other people that, that drive us, that, that make us feel less than. And all, oftentimes, it's, it's, we don't even know. We don't even know that these are the forces that are driving us. And for me, I, I kind of joke, but not joke, that um, I'm a recovering achievement junkie and a recovering doing addict because... I basically swallowed the pills of if I just work hard and I just get off, you know, climb the corporate ladder, and if I, you know, if I just do everything right, then I'll quote unquote be successful, and then I'll quote unquote be happy. And I tried that path, um, which I call now called the escalator to death, um, because well, I, I achieved all that, you know, by the age of 30, I had the big house and the big car, and I was engaged to be married, and I, you know, I was getting my MBA, blah, 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 blah. All the outside things were there, and I had, um, you know, I think a lot of us come to our spiritual path, and we wake up and change our lives when there's some kind of crisis that happens, and for me, it was the ending of an engagement 
that was not my idea. And that really woke me um, up to a, a really hard truth of how did a woman like me who was so you know, kind of focused and successful, end up almost, you know, marrying the wrong person, um, almost creating and choosing a career that I didn't really want. Um, Getting my MBA was leading me straight towards the path of, I think, probably selling cheese for a living, and I wouldn't even be able to be here with all of you on the phone doing my great work. And this this answer just came back. It was so clear. It was like, well, Christine, you have self-esteem, but you don't love yourself. Yeah. And I was like, huh, what? what? What does that even mean? You know, I had never even considered loving myself. And um, that was over 15, well, about 15 years ago now. And um, that started my path of like, well, what is self-love? And along the way, I have found that there's actually many, many areas of self-love that um, women especially really struggle with. And, yeah. and one of them is... Um, the fact that we're not very kind, gentle, compassionate, or patient with ourselves. We're extremely hard mm-hmm. on ourselves. We push ourselves. Yeah. We really bully ourselves. And so yeah. this new book, Reform Your Inner Mean Girl, Seven Steps to Stop Bullying Yourself and Start Loving Yourself, is based on a set of work I've been doing for the last five years with over 30,000 women around the world, specifically on this area of self-love in which we're just so hard on ourselves. And no matter how much we do, it's never enough. Yeah. You said something, though. You said you said you had self-esteem but you didn't have self-love what is mm-hmm. is that what i heard you say yeah how can you have did. self-esteem and, and not have self-love i don't i don't understand that that's so um very well they're very, not they're not they're not the yeah. same so that's part of the big confusion so actually in in my in my book before this one madly in love with me mm-hmm. i um what i learned along my path as well is that self-love is really broken it's really kind of 10 different parts of self-love. If you were to think of self-love like a tree, and there's 10 branches of, self, of self-love that, go, that make up that tree, and mm-hmm. self-esteem is only one-tenth. So there's self-compassion, there's self-care, there's self-trust, there's self-awareness, um, there's self-acceptance. And so you can be a person who has high self-esteem, which is really confidence. Self-confidence is, a, is, an, is, a, is, a, is synonymous with that. And it's also um, the ability and this belief that you can do and be and have anything. It's, it's yeah. like that really great thing that we've all been, not, not all of us have high self-esteem. Some of us have over self-esteem. Because <laughs> yeah. what happens is that if you can have really strong self-esteem, but if you have low self-compassion, then you will be a person who is really successful on the outside, but on the inside, you're just hard on yourself, and you push yourself, and you drive yourself, and no matter how much you do, that negative voice is in you telling you that you're not mm-hmm. enough, you're not enough, you're not enough. You have yeah. really great self-compassion or self-esteem, low um, and weak self-care, and you're going to be a workaholic. You're going to be a doing yeah. addict. You're going to be a person who just pushes herself to the edge and never gets what she needs. Mm-hmm. So it really is, if you think about self-love, you need to have all of those branches of self-love that are, um, that are strong. And you know, another branch that's really weak for people is self-trust. And this is why the work I do with the Inner Mean Girl is so critical and essential because we've been taught as women not to listen and not to, to our inner wisdom and to not trust ourselves. Yeah. So again, you can have a lot of self-esteem, but like for me, I almost ended up 
you know, going on the MBA path and getting a job selling cheese, not even real cheese. Like I would have been probably selling Velveeta. Not that there's anything wrong with Velveeta, but it's not real cheese. I don't really think it's very good for you. Yeah, and it wasn't, well, what I, it wasn't my dream. Well, you know? well, the one thing I know, you've definitely got a lot of high energy. There's no doubt about that. But, <laughs> well, I you know, think okay. I'm doing I, yoga for two and a half hours. I know. <laughs> I know. And I, I, I'm, I'm going to try to get a word in here just a little yes, bit. Yes, so. go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, my background is I'm a psychologist and I've worked with women for over 25 years. And so I've listened to them and I've also done research too. But, you know, again, I, I, the one thing that I, I usually start with too is, is how did you learn to be the way you are? And I think that's part of what happens to us as women, but also where we come from and the beliefs, the attitudes, the society that we grow up in. You know, there are lots of factors where mean girls come from. But I don't know about you, but I grew up not think, uh, thinking that uh, men were more valued than women just because they look like they're having a lot more fun, you know. Because even as little girls, it starts so early that little girls aren't nice to each other. And and I think that's, you know, the bullying part is so very, very important. By the way, I agree with everything that you're saying. Your book, I've read it. I've been through your website. So I really agree with all of what you're saying. You know, my biggest concern, too, is not only the way we treat ourselves, but how we treat other women. So, you know, I know your book is extremely important about that inner girl. But I think also this bullying that's going on in our society of other women is so extremely important. So, you know, how how are you working with that? Because I know it, it goes on in the workplace. It goes on in relationships. You know, again, women are extremely competitive. And, and my goal is, is, as far as my work is to help women to really learn to love and support one another. And until that happens, we definitely are going to have an inner mean girl. I mean, we're going to continue to, to feel defensive and, and feel that we really aren't loved or, and that we have to really protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You're 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 dead on. And for everyone listening, here's just the the you know kind of like the underlying truth and why I've you know why I spent the last two years writing this book and why I spent the last five and a half years teaching this work and I'll probably teach it for the rest of my life is because what we found is that. Um, the inner mean girl, which is, you know, some people call it the inner critic or the inner gremlin or the saboteur. And, and, and actually for women, we found it's actually a lot more personal what happens inside. It really is like that mean girl on the playground or it is like that mean yeah. girl that's, you know, in the conference room. And, and not all mean girls are mean. I mean, some of them are mean, but actually, you know, it's like it's a lot, some of them are just manipulative and sneaky. I mean, there are many of us yeah. who have, you know, been backstabbed by another woman or have been manipulated or sabotaged you you know or betrayed you know what i'm saying and yeah. we do that with ourselves which is why it's the inner mean girl and what we've learned is that inner mean girls become outer mean girls mm-hmm. and so the cattiness the competition the uh, all stems from that inner lack of self love that is manifested by these inner mean girls and, you know, I'll give you just a, a personal example here in that there's there, – what we found is that there's 13 different archetypes of inner mean girls. So the first step – there's seven steps in reforming your inner mean girl. The first step is actually figuring out what kind of inner mean girl you have. I have five. They've all been reformed. <laughs> they yeah. all – they yeah. all you know, they all they all rear their heads occasionally. Well, we definitely want them to read about these in the book. There's no doubt about it, but – yeah, some of the issues and, that yeah, and some of the issues that you're talking about, why we want these things to happen, which are important too, is that what is what it, what it is causing as far as our society, you know, and I think that's important too. That, you know, one in three women have die of heart attacks, you know, uh, and have heart disease. 
you know, heart disease is one of the greatest problems of women. Sixty percent, you know, have doctor visits related to stress. You know, these are things that I think women really need to take notice of. That you know, there really are these things going on, and that you know, there are things we can do about that. So, you know, twice as many women are on antidepressants. Where, by the way, where did that come from? Where did you find that information? All of it's um, in the back of the um, book, so you can actually see the sources for everything. But the statistics mm-hmm. that Dr. Nancy's sharing are statistics that are that are true, and they're all sourced. I can't tell you off the top of my head where they where they came from, but they're all sourced in the back of the book. And the reason we included them in the book and we talk about them is because you know you're exactly right, and we don't know this. Like, did you know one in three women die of heart disease? Most well, of us no, don't know, know that. Heart disease is the most common reason women are dying. Yeah, yes, and it's, a lot of it's because of the pressure, right? So when I'm, we're talking about reforming your inner mean girl is that, you know, we, we know some of these things. Like we know, okay, yeah, we're under a lot of pressure. We know that we're under a lot of stress. We know that we're competitive with other women. We know we compare ourselves with other women. We know that we should, you know, not be driven by fear. We should really, you know, have faith and be driven by love. But, like, how do you, like, even access that? And one of the gifts that I've been given in the world, um, so yay, I didn't end up selling cheese, was one of my gifts is actually taking some of these like esoteric ideas and actually making them practical and also making them playful. Because the truth is, all of that stuff, the fear, the comparison, the cattiness, the unsupport, it all comes from a whole lot of like deep feelings of being unloved inside, of fear, of shame, and none of us mm-hmm. really want to look at that. Yeah, and well, you know, how, how it's did you hard. grow up? I mean, you know, you're, but you know, how did you, you grow were... up, though? I mean, how did you grow up? Did, what kinds of role models did you have when you were growing up? You know, well, you I had know, strong, it's... I had strong women in my family, so that there were good role models. You know, and again, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it too. You know, I was told to be kind and generous. You know, I came from a family that said being kind and generous is important. What kind of family did you grow up in? I mean, you are very competitive, and, and you were very, I mean, high achieving. But did that come from your family, or did where did that come from? No, I mean, here's the thing: is like what we found is that we all have these inner forces. There's, it doesn't matter. You can have the best childhood in the world, and you can bet there's still an inner mean girl that's going on. And not all inner mean girls are mean. Like for me, no, my family definitely not. It was a compensatory strategy to get out of the environment that I that I that I lived in. And we all have the, all the different ways our psyches develop. And for some people, you, know, you can they have one of the one of the archetypes of the inner mean girls is the good girl. And so the good girl, and I don't happen to have this one, but the good girl is the one who says you can't say no. Right, so if you get that message early on that you have to be kind and you have to be generous, not that that's yeah. not important, it is. But if you can distort it, it gets to that place where you don't feel like you can say no. Yeah. And, well, women, and yeah, so, women in general don't say no; they say yes to everything. Yeah, they I do, and they do, and and we don't. So there's like a way. What happens is when you can separate from. And when you can separate yourself from your inner mean girl, right? So when you can take this part of you, which is really a part of you, you can't kill it off. You can't you can't send it off to Siberia. You have to actually you have to you have to build a relationship with it. And so for like me, like I said, like I have I have several inner mean girls. My the first one I ever met was Mean Patty. She's my comparison queen. She has red hair. She wears a smock. She has big rulers. And whenever I'm stretching myself, whenever I'm doing something new, even you know now with this new book coming out, she shows up. And she goes out and she finds like all these people that are doing things that I want to be doing that I'm not doing yet. Because right, there's always somebody doing something that you would, yeah. you would want to do. Sure. And when that's just happening to you, when you're just like you're saying, Dr. Nancy, when you're just saying yes, and you don't, and you, and you, or I'm just comparing myself, or you're just 
busy all the time. You don't, it just feels like part of who you are. But when you can actually separate out this inner mean girl, you can, and we name our inner mean girls, we, you know, I know what mine looks like, you can see, oh, my God, I'm, I'm under attack. I'm under attack yeah. by my inner mean girl. And then you can find compassion. So what I do is instead of choosing criticism for myself, when I'm, when, I'm, when I'm having a good day, I can then say, oh, like me and Patty's here. She's comparing me to Oprah, Barbara Walters, Marianne Williamson, you know, big rulers. How can I be – what am I afraid of? Where yeah. am I stretching myself? And that turns that criticism into compassion so that you can actually be like the great mother, great friend that I know all of us try to be for everyone else, but we fail at so often with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I I went through your I went through your <clears throat> quiz and I looked at those, you know, and again, I I do come from a a place of of high achievement. Uh, you know, I came from a family of high achievers, and and you know, expectation was pretty high as far as you know going to college, being successful, you know, having a career and so forth. You know, I have a brother that's a doctor. I have another another brother with an MBA. I mean, we're all very successful. But you know, again, what I find, especially when it comes to women, and you talk and you talk about it in the book, and I'm really, I was really pleased to see that is that the one thing that women don't do is they don't celebrate, they don't accept their accomplishments, they don't take time to, you know, I mean, you like you said, you were on the fast track. You were, you were working hard. You had a everything by 30 working on your MBA everything looked like it was falling into place but the thing is that women just keep moving on from one accomplishment to the next and never truly celebrate who they are or what they've achieved and I think that in itself is something so very very important that you talk about but you know can you speak to that just for a little bit Sure. So, um, you know, most of us suffer from achievers amnesia. Is what I call it. You know, achievers <laughs> amnesia. Achievers okay. amnesia. And we um, we don't actually, and the word I would use would be receive the um, the energy of all the energy that you're giving out. We don't. We just we forget. And like you're saying, Dr. Nancy, we're on to the next thing. And I oftentimes I think of my my achievement junkie. Um, move the Barbara Linda, she, um, she's like a crazy mountain climber. She's like, you know, she climbs one peak and then she doesn't even stop to have a view. She just keeps going and going and going. And, you know, she didn't go away when I woke up and, like, realized that I was driving myself, you know, straight towards a, the escalator to death and, the, you know, probably would have ended up as one of the three women, you know, with heart disease. She's still here. I mean, when I, became, when I left my corporate job in 2006, to really you know, focus on my life on bringing self-love to the world and working with people, she just got crazier, you know, because now I didn't have I didn't have the I didn't have the corporate you know shell around me, and and I realized really quickly that if I let her run my business and run my life as an entrepreneur and a as a, as a teacher, that I was very quickly going to get sick and I was never going to be able to reach what I wanted to do. And that's the thing; these inner mean girls are you know, we create them when we're little kids to deal with this crazy world. So they don't really, they want to protect us, but they, they don't know how. So there's this other force we have inside of us, and that's, we, you know, that's the other part of this transformation process in steps four and five, where you actually also get to build a relationship with your inner wisdom. There's a whole other force that's actually wiser that, you know, for example, in the example we're talking about here, she knows Hey, slow down! Like there's no race, right? Yeah. And yeah. she she's the force inside of you that that in that once you slow down, helps you actually receive. It's called the feminine superpower of receiving. That you actually slow down and receive 
all this wonderful stuff and all the yeah. all the joy from the effort you're putting in. So it really is about being able to, you know, understand these two forces within you and work with them mm-hmm. um, so that you make the best choices for yourself and you actually feel successful. Yeah. I think, Dr. Nancy, one of the things you're saying is like, it's like or so many of us look successful, you know, but we don't feel successful. And the ones yeah. that don't look successful, they don't feel successful either. So we're all walking around yeah. not feeling no, there's successful. A, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. I mean, you know, I mean, until you actually sit down and, and women start to share their story, and that's what you have, you know, the privilege to do, which is a part of your research and part of what the work you're doing is listening to other women's stories, which are so valuable to each and every one of them. You know, but, you know, again, the thing that you're talking about, too, which is very, very important, is that women have to give themselves permission. And this is this is something that, you know, comes with time. But also, you know, as you said, sometimes we have to fall on our faces to figure that out. You know, we have to fall down and go, wait a minute, I'm, I've been on this fast track and I've been achieving. I've got my doctorate now. I've got this book. I mean, I just I've got this new book out. And now I'm speaking all over the world. What's next? You know, I, I will tell you this though. <laughs> I got back from uh, Dubai and had just 15 hours and didn't feel good uh, on this plane. And then when I got home, I was just really exhausted. And I was confused about the what, what day it was because I lost a day when I left and I got it back when I came back and didn't realize it. But was reading your book and then actually figured out about eight o'clock yesterday morning that it wasn't Friday; it was Thursday. So it gave me permission to go back to bed, which is wonderful. But you know. I think that's the thing that I really started to glean with your book that's so very important is that women have to give themselves permission to sit down and actually look at this stuff. And that doesn't always happen. That doesn't happen that we're just going to go, hey, wait a minute, don't tell me how to run my life. This is I'm doing fine. But oftentimes it takes something in our lives to kind of bring us to our knees, whether it's illness or, as you said, a breakup in a relationship. But something typically will occur, hopefully, for women that they go, wait a minute, I, I don't have to live this way. I can, I can, you know, take my life and I can choose to live it the way I want. And I don't have to compare myself with everyone. I don't have to look at the marketplace. You know, it says be young, be beautiful, be thin, be all those things. Otherwise, you won't be loved. So the point is that we really do have to stop and say, wait a minute. I, I have permission to be who I am. I have permission to do these things. And I don't have to be accountable to all the other forces that are out there. Yeah, I mean, it takes a whole level of of awareness, and for right. everyone that's on, you know, listening to this right now, I just want to commend each one of us for creating the space to be able to have this conversation right now, because we, yeah, you know, when I go out and I and I talk to corporate women, because that's you know where I came from, or talk to any group of women, um, I just you know I just say to them, this is this is. This is our plight. This is our fight, so to speak, as this generation of women to basically stand up and say, you know what, this whole like you can do and be and have it all situation that you know <laughs> that, that, that yeah. we got handed down, like this actually doesn't work for us, and it's not sustainable. And women are dropping like flies, or they're medicating like flies, or they're just stuffing everything down like flies, and then it's, ha- it's and we're passing it down to our daughters. These inner mean girls show up in the voices of comparison and doubt and pressure and all that show up as, as early as six. And so we have a great opportunity, like, you know, thank goodness for all the women that fought for our rights in the, you know, for a long time, you know, and men too. And 
we're just at a different place now. And what's really amazing, I had the opportunity to have lunch with Gloria Steinem a couple of years ago, and I was asking her about this, like, why do we feel all this pressure to do and be an have at all? Mm-hmm. I don't understand. You know, like, why is that the memo? She goes, well, Christine, yeah. it was never the memo. There's a whole other part, which is, yeah, yeah, you can do and be and have anything, but you have to make choices. And yeah. I was like, uh, no one gave us that part of the memo. <laughs> like, that yeah. didn't get through. Yeah. And so that's where this, you're, you know, one of the biggest questions we get at Reform Your Interming- at Intermingle Reform School, which is the courses and stuff that we teach that go along with the steps that are in the book, is how do I tell the difference? between my inner mean girl voice, that inner, you know, that inner sabotaging, you know, voice that's based on fear, and how do I tell the difference between that and my inner wisdom? Yeah. Because if you can do that, if you can tell the difference between those two pieces, you will make choices for yourself that are in alignment with your heart and soul and oftentimes are are totally against conventional wisdom, right? Mm-hmm. So like when I was finishing graduate school, all my all my colleagues were they were they were interviewing for you know big brand management jobs selling socks and cheese. Not that there's anything wrong with socks and cheese, but really it's not rocket science. So I don't know why they yeah. have to have so many people selling it's not them. Gonna, it's not going to change the world. That's for sure. It's right? not going to change the world. And and also, or they were they were they were looking at consulting jobs, all big high paying jobs, high stress jobs. And and here was me, like in my heart, I knew that wasn't what I wanted. I knew I could do it. I knew that I could be successful at it, and it, it wasn't what I wanted. And so I decided to quit my job after I finished grad school, and I just moved to California with no job, and um, to pursue my dream of working in fashion that I had had ever since I was a little girl. And they all thought I was freaking nuts. Like they're like, you're crazy. And my you know my family, they they thought I was gonna starve and yeah. you know four months later I got my job at the Gap and it was my last corporate job and it was a dream come true and but I had to know the difference between my fear and that inner mean girl who might have said you know the achievement junkie or the comparison queen well look what they're doing or you have to do this but my inner wisdom was like no yeah yeah and when women get when women get on path and I think that's what it's called for, for me it's called when women get on path and truly understand who they are that's when things really start to make a difference and taking that passion and making a difference. Other, and the other thing, of course, is women need to ask for help. They need to ask for support. And I think that's what you talk about in the book also, which is very important, is that not only do you have to give yourself permission to, to really do the work and find out who you are and say that this is okay for me to do these things, but also asking for support and help along the way. And we're not very good at that. None of us are. You know, like I said, if you're on the fast track and you're and you're achieving and you're going and you're and you're doing and you're doing and you're doing, you're not really asking for much along the way. You're saying, I can do it myself. I can do it all by myself. I have all the skills. I have all the power. I have all the talent. I don't need it. I can do it by myself. And I think mm-hmm. that's something, uh, of course, that as long as we start asking for support and asking for help, it makes the, it makes the journey so much more pleasant. Yeah, we like to say, like to say that support um, prevents sabotage. Yeah. And so sometimes we don't know, right? So you know, the first step for everybody would be to you know, definitely figure out what kind of inner mean girl you have. And there's an inner mean girl quiz like um, Dr. Nancy mentioned in the book. And you can also take it online at innermeangirlquiz.com. So that's like a place you can go and figure that out. But what will happen, this happens to me, Dr. Nancy, and I've, you know, I teach this stuff, right? And I know my inner mean girls and they will show up. And, and, I, and I can't get myself out of the intermean girl attack. I can't stop the comparison. I can't stop working you know, too hard. I can't stop feeling like I should be doing more. Like I'm, I'm in it, right? I'm like in right. the fear. And, or like I, you know, my, friend, my co-author, Amy, she's a good girl. So like for her, it's like she 
she's sitting in her daughter's class and they're saying who can be room mom and or you know do something for the school and Amy's like all she could hear in her wisdom's like don't say you can't you have a book coming out you have a one year old at home like you cannot be Bella's you know room mom and like her hand just like wants to she can't, she can't help herself right yeah and absolutely. so. One of the things I do, and this would be an invitation to all of you, is to, is to practice what I call the love line. And that is when we throw out a love line, we pick up the phone, and we call a friend when we're under attack by one of our inner mean girls. And we say, look, yeah. I'm having an inner mean girl attack. My comparison queen has gone mad. I can't help myself. I'm about to say yes to this. I know I shouldn't. Can you, can you give me permission not to do this? You know, or yeah. can you tell me what your inner wisdom says? And, yeah. and sometimes, Nancy, I've had to call six people to stop the attack, you know, because when well, it's I'm, really bad. Well, it, it, that says you're really making progress if you have six people to call. That's, that's a positive for sure. There's it does. No well, yes, I, 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 my, my well, rejection queen used to isolate me. I don't think it doesn't happen anymore. Well, but that's so important <laughs> not to feel bad and not to feel bad about it. You, no, I think that's no, what you just know. No, you don't have for, this. We're, we're saying asking for help is okay. It's a good yes. thing. It's a good thing. That's it's right. okay. When you pick up the phone and say, hey, I need some help today, please, it's okay. It's okay. No, I, I, I congr- all I can say is I congratulate you. Your energy and, and your passion for this is just it's tremendous. And like I said, my goal, our goal at uh, Women Connect for Good and, and Women uh, Foundation is, is just all about helping you and supporting you any way we can t- to make this happen even more so. You know, we'll promote your book. We'll do whatever we can to help you. How about that? <laughs> so anyway. Well, we no. all are doing our piece. You know, that's the other piece. Well, we're all doing uh, but we have we're to do all, our piece. Yeah, but when we support one another and women take that baton up and make that part of their their life and their passion, I think things are definitely going to continue to improve for all women and our daughters and their daughters. And so that's what this is about. Uh, You know, I I love your book. I love what you're doing. Tell us where we can find your book and all the things that you're doing and make sure people really find out more and more about what this wonderful – this movement about getting rid of our inner mean girls. Getting rid of it, reforming our inner mean. Well, you can't get rid of them, but you can love them into a new we job. We can love them. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. We're not going to get rid of them, but we're going to learn. To, we're going to learn. So we're always. We're, we're not going to always be in recovery. I hope. <laughs> no, no, but they 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 do show up whenever you're stretching yourself. They do show okay. up. Okay. Well. About being able to know what to do with them. Um, so the well, the book is called Reform Your Inner Mean Girl: Seven Steps to Stop Bullying Yourself and Start Loving Yourself, and it's based on a, the program that we've been teaching the last several years. So you can go mm-hmm. to Inner Mean Girl Book. Dot com and um, what's great when you get the book you also get a full toolkit an inner wisdom toolkit that has meditations and visualizations to help you strengthen your relationship with your inner wisdom and also help you actually identify your inner mean girl even draw her bring her to life and so there's a whole kit that comes with the book and then uh, also there's a, a, a live stream um, jumpstart workshop that Amy and I are doing that everyone also that buys a book gets a free ticket too that's really going to um, bring women together both virtually and in person to actually identify their inner mean girl and take a stand for each other yeah. to be kind to ourselves. Like that's part of what we're inviting women to do is actually when you hear a woman that you love being hard on herself or sabotaging herself, yeah. actually stepping no in and being exactly being in that. So that go to intermeangirlbook.com and you can also um, take the Intermean Girl Quiz um, at intermeangirlquiz.com. We would love to support you um, and, and have you in the circle. And thank you, Dr. Nancy, for being a for being someone who brings the women together in circle and conversation. Because we know that when women come together, shift happens. Yeah, absolutely. Well, no, I'm 
I'm, we are pleased to be able to support you, and, and anyway, we can the book and so forth. The good news is that I can that I see and I continue to see more and more is that women are beginning to understand that their feminine power, and their intuition, and all the things that we truly possess are, are all positive, and that we can really make a difference in the world by using all those. So we get to be beautiful women inside and out, and and, and make the world a better place. So, and that's what you're doing. Congratulations and on your work and your book and and. Uh, all the things that you're doing. And so keep up the great work. Congratulations. Thanks, Dr. Nancy. And thanks, everyone. Much love to you all. Have a great day.